This is Tom Fox. Welcome to the newest edition in the Compliance Podcast Network, my latest podcast, Compliance and Coronavirus. As the voice of compliance, I wanted to start a podcast which will help bring both clarity and sanity to the field of compliance, the compliance practitioner, and indeed the compliance profession during this worldwide health and healthcare crisis. Taking up a variety of topics as diverse as working from home to sporting events to the role of the board of directors to crisis management to the role of supply chains. We will look at all of these in this podcast. If you have a topic you'd like covered on compliance and coronavirus, please let me know. I'd be happy to do a podcast on it. We will post on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time for the foreseeable future as we navigate our way through this incredible crisis. First, a word about our sponsor, SAI Global. With the coronavirus and COVID-19 pandemic continuing to change rapidly, trust and integrity are paramount to business continuity preparedness. SAI Global is here to help compliance and risk professionals facing these challenges, including unprecedented business impacts from employee well-being to disrupted supply chains. SAI 360 is a cloud-first software and modern ethics and compliance learning platform designed to help you navigate risk from every perspective. To learn more about how you can protect your business operations and workforce during these uncertain times, visit saiglobal.com backslash risk for free resources, expert guidance, and industry-leading technology. Thanks again to SAI Global for sponsoring this most important podcast. In this episode, I have Trisha Cornell, Creative Director at Rethink Compliance, who talks about how companies need to refocus their time horizons around the coronavirus health crisis and think about the delivery of training and its effectiveness during this time. It's a fascinating interview. Uh, so, Trisha, first of all, welcome back, and thank you for time, taking the time to visit with me today. Well, it's excellent to be back. We had a, a great conversation about um, advertising and creativity and compliance uh, a few months ago, so it's great to be talking about this timely topic. So, Tricia, um, this podcast is about compliance and coronavirus, and really, uh, obviously, the health crisis we are in is the forefront of everyone's mind, but you guys at Rethink Compliance are really helping uh, with one of your initiatives um, to help compliance practitioners maximize their compliance library. So I wanted to maybe visit with you today about thinking how a compliance professional could think through that. And perhaps you could start with what are some of the challenges you guys are hearing about or seeing from your clients on this issue? The number one thing we're hearing right now is uncertainty. Um, that uh, people who are very used to taking the long view of things, to planning out a yearly comp uh, training calendar, perhaps, or maybe even you know taking a three-year view of how they want to roll out their compliance library, are suddenly having to think week to week, and they're suddenly having to move a lot faster uh, than they than they were used to moving. Um, you know, how do we help? people plan out their training when it's possible that their whole business could be retooling or reshaping itself in some way? How do we help them assess their risks uh, when uh, their operations may be, may be changing in some way? Um, and so it's, uh, we're talking to a lot of people about shortening their timeframes. Um, thinking about this week, thinking about this month, thinking about this quarter, and then thinking about this year. 
Number two is we're hearing from a lot of people that their helpline calls are way up. And we think that's a sign of... Uh, uncertainty in the workforce. People are, you know, it's it's likely your white-collar workers are all at home. It's likely your blue-collar workers are um, having to change the way they work or perhaps have even been furloughed. Um, and that, mean, that brings in um, distraction. It brings in uncertainty. People have other demands on their time personally and their mental health. Um, and we find that times like this can be um, a really uh, a dangerous time, to be quite frank, um, when um, when the the possibility of wrongdoing goes up um, because perhaps people's you know ethical center um, is less focused on uh, what's right and instead focused on what feels good for them at this moment. Um, so those those are two things: uncertainty and um, helping their workforce uh, stay safe, stay focused, um, and and helping them through this this time. So when turning specifically to the issue of training, how uh, do you guys advise a compliance professional or CCO type uh, to utilize off-the-shelf training uh, uh, vis-a-vis custom build training? That is a great question. And most of the people we talk to use a mix. Um, and I'm sure most of your audience uses a mix. Uh, and uh, what we tell people is the time to build custom is when the sky is the limit and when you have to get scrappy, when you have a ton of money or when you have almost no money, that's when you want to use the custom tools out there because a custom course um, can allow you to, um, uh, to create a really creative script, to, to film new, um, new footage perhaps, uh, to build from the ground up. Um, and really that's something that can really be the showcase, um, the showpiece rather of your, uh, of your compliance program. Uh, that's number one. Number two, the other end of the spectrum, when you have to get really scrappy, when you're looking at your budget, um, and for whatever reason, your budget for a piece is very little, well, then there are, uh, there are tools out there that could allow you to, um, to, to, to do to do it in house to use your time instead of your money and those that's when you want to go custom, and um, I want to I want to challenge this idea of off the shelf uh, versus custom. So we uh, we do offer off the shelf uh, training, um, but very 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 few people um, do or should take a training per, uh, piece and use it exactly out of the box. Um, most, almost all of our library work, um, is what we call tailored. We take something out of the box and, um, let's to extend the metaphor, we take it out of the box for you. Uh, and then, uh, we make the, the tweaks from small to large that make it feel like your training program. And that's still a library piece. It's still very much a library piece. Um, but, uh, it's rare that something straight off the shelf is going to work exactly for you. And when you're looking at your program as a whole and you're trying to decide which pieces perhaps um, should be library pieces versus versus custom pieces, uh, we help our clients talk through what is truly unique about their about your business. Uh, and everybody feels like their business is truly unique in um, in uh, in many many ways. Um, but the truth is, if you take a hard look, there may be a library course uh, with the right bones that you need, and then we can customize that for you. Um, but perhaps you have, you know, for example, uh, 
a unique situation involving the way your finances uh, run that mean that you really need to build your insider trading uh, course from the ground up because that's truly unique. So if you're trying to decide which pieces of your library should be um, should be custom versus um, versus library, take a good hard look at um, what is truly unique about your business and focus your custom efforts there. Trisha, is one of the reasons you would suggest the tailored approach, uh, the creative hat you wear, uh, something along the lines of the more creative the approach is, the more memorable the training will be and the more effective it will be? Or is it uh, another strategic reason? That's a that's a very good reason. You definitely do want it to be memorable. You want... Um, uh, you want people to, um, you know, that not to, you don't want it to feel like, oh, I, I feel like I've seen this before, even though that was really last year's course and a different course. More importantly, however, your audience, meaning your employees, will turn off. Their brains will turn off if they sense that they are um, taking a course or participating in a training that doesn't specifically have to do with their company you know, or, or with their business. Um, so if it does not feel like it's coming from you in some way, you're going to lose people's attention and you're going to lose their trust. I mean, a, a, a classic example, uh, you know, let's think about the scenario. Scenarios are always an important part of the training. You need to kind of put people in the situation. Um, Make the making of widgets feels like it is something universal. Uh, it's not. If you've got a detail in there about you know buying fabric from China and you're an insurance company, you have just lost. Um, you know, even though the teaching may be the right teaching, you've just lost your your audience. They're going to turn off. They're not going to pay attention to that scenario. So I would say the strategic reason is that when you make it feel like this is specific to your company, this is specific to your job, this is really about you, you drive home those teaching points better than when it feels like something generic and perhaps you know related to some other industry or some other business. Trisha, the uh, the thing you mentioned, one of the things you rather you mention about that you're hearing from clients is with the remote workforce issue, and in addition to the helpline, is really the isolation. And many people are telling me they're hearing stories of of it actually moving to alienation, uh, and it's because many people who used to be uh, phys- physically in proximity are not. Obviously, is there a way that training can help? with both the isolation and the alienation issue? Absolutely. Um, We know that, um, you know, if you think of a, if you think about a circle of care, you know you you care very much about what about yourself, and then about your family, about your community, um, and um, and then and then about the world. That's natural. That's human. You care about the people closest to you, um, and when people uh, feel like a community at work, and they feel um, tied to and personally tied to their place of employment, um, they care more about their work. They're going to be better workers. They're going to be more ethical workers. They're not. They're less likely to put their their own interests above the company. Company's interest. We've now moved into a point where the 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 draws, the demands on um, you know my ethical care, my worries as an employee are much greater. And if I'm used to being in an office, and now all of a sudden I'm at home, I feel distant. It's likely that I could feel distant um, from my employee and then from my employer. And then all all of a sudden, you're right. Um, it could be it that could lead to alienation. 
And what we're talking to people about is um, shifting their um, so uh, shifting their time frames. As I, as I said it, uh, earlier, um, that you know you do, don't know perhaps what Q3 brings, but you can think about Q2 right now. Um, you can. Um, you can reach out now. You can be present now as a company and as a compliance team. And you can be present in short, fast ways. People have very little extra time and attention right now, but you can maintain a presence. It can be something as simple as um, as, a, as a communication, a letter or a video from the top or from a middle manager that says, hey, we're still the same community. We still work together. Um, and the rules then are the rules now, you know, a, a, a reminder about that. So, yeah, we're, we're talking to people about what are what are quick, um, fast, easy to roll out pieces um, that will bring people in or keep them, make them feel still tied in and less alienated now. Are there technological solutions for this time and this time frame and this time horizon that uh, Refit Compliance is bringing to its client base and the broader compliance community? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I hate to see, you know, I, I hate to look for the silver lining in a time with very few silver linings, but thank goodness this is happening now um, and not in 2010. Um, it is it is easier to be um, tied in and connected. It is much easier to move faster now, um, and in terms of in terms of creating things and um, and and using the technology now in 2020 than it would have been in 2010 or in 2000. Um, and so we're working uh, with our clients to um, you know we're still creating videos with our clients, um, but we work with. You know, you know, custom footage uh, with their clients, but we're working with them to to use iPhones uh, and use uh, use the the recording on on their screens to create communications and videos, and to use those use that kind of technology. Um, you know, the early training providers, um, you know, did an amazing job of pioneering the market, um, and they created uh, technological tools, um, and that moved slowly. And if they haven't changed, and if you have a company haven't haven't changed to use the current um, and much faster and more widely available software, you're also going to be moving more slowly. Um, and so our, our clients at Rethink demand a lot of us. They demand fast turnaround times. They demand very... Um, uh, specific changes they, to you know when we're when we're tailoring a library course for them, uh, they they demand responsiveness and thank goodness it's 2020 we're able to provide that for them um, and so my my advice on how to use the technology um, for uh, for in in the compliance world is expect more you expect a whole lot of uh, the world on your phone, you can expect it of your compliance provider as well. You can expect speed, you can expect quality, you can expect responsiveness, you can expect creativity. Just demand more because the, the solutions are out there. Tricia, it strikes me that it might be possible to actually graft, a com- construct rather, a specific tailored compliance communication messaging and training program uh, actually, in, in a sort of one, two, three month uh, period now, uh, where you start off with perhaps messages that, hey, you're not alone, with, you're within our circle of care, and then you can move to more specific messages 
targeting uh, some of the things that you've highlighted, insider trading, bribery and corruption, perhaps sanctions, and use this time to create a campaign to deal with this crisis and this issue as well. Absolutely. Um, and I think the way you've laid that out is kind of, you know, starting, starting with empathy, starting with the audience, and then broadening it out as we, um, as we get used to, as, as we acclimate to the situation, we adapt to the situation, and then being ready. Um, two months from now, for example, uh, three months from now, to example, to roll out those harder-hitting risk messages. I think that's a fantastic way um, to to lay this out and to start thinking now um, about, um, like I said, it's uncertain. Um, we've shortened our time horizons, but start thinking now about what those risks might be. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I think if if um, if I were an employee and an insider trading or a remember you still have to report fraud, um, uh, you know, thirty minute training uh, came across my desk right now. I would feel alienated. I would feel like, hey, are, are you even listening? Are you, are you even paying attention to where everybody is at emotionally right now? So start with that emotional connection, maintaining and building that emotional connection, and then be ready ready to follow up with the, the harder hitting risk messages um, that we know are going to are, are likely to be um, to be bigger problems um, as the workplace shifts. You know, Tricia, it also strikes me that just in our conversation together, uh, this might be uh, the beginning of a, of a really new approach to compliance training, compliance communications. And when you say rethink the compliance library, this crisis may lead to an opportunity, which really leads us to a whole new way of thinking. Absolutely. Um, let's let's learn from what works now because, um, you know, people in crisis are still people and they're still the people that uh, we will all be talking to um, when we make it to the other side of this. Um, and we're all going to be a little bit different. So if we think a little bit more about empathy, uh, think about, um, you know, fighting alienation, drawing people into the inner circle, talking to people's emotions and talking to them as human beings. That's good advice in a pandemic, and that's a good advice in general when you want to reach people with your message. Tricia, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but today I've been visiting with Tricia Cornwell, the principal and head of created services at Rethink Compliance. Uh, They have some great resources that we're going to link to in the show notes, specifically around rethinking your compliance library. Tricia, I really wanted to thank you, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for a fantastic conversation and for for leading this for all of us out there and, and, and keeping us current. It's really important right now. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. If you have any questions or you have a topic you would like explored on this podcast, please shoot me an email at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Also, as a call to action, I would ask if you could to please tell one of your friends about the podcast so we can spread the word out about the newest podcast on the Compliance Podcast Network. Also, if you would leave us a rating on iTunes or a review, it would greatly help get this word out about this most important podcast over the next several months. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join me for our next episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. This podcast is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.